0: hi everyone and welcome to just a fad podcast i'm blaine and my buddy greg and i are just two foster and adoptive dads excited to talk with other dads about faith family and fatherhood
1: oh and uh blaine don't forget about the dad jokes
0: uh uh, yes there'll definitely be plenty of dad jokes as well this is just a fad Well, today we're continuing our series, introducing you to some dads with different types of adoption experiences. And as you're going to hear from their stories, the journey to fostering or adopting can be very different and unique, but there are also some strong connections between each of their stories. There really is. Uh, Today, we're going to share a conversation
1: that we had with Jason Skaggs. He's a dad that adopted through the foster care system. Jason shares a lot about the unique journey that led he and his wife to adopt an 11-year-old girl. And he had some really great thoughts about reminding yourself why you're doing this, even when things are getting difficult.
0: Yeah, it's a great conversation. You're going to want to listen to the whole thing, especially when Jason gets to his comparison between himself and John Calipari. (laughs) I, I... Trust me, that will make sense when you get there. And I think Jason's right that all of us should want to win over the children in our home like it's a recruiting visit to Kentucky. Uh, so enjoy that conversation when it gets there.
1: And a recruiting visit and all. It doesn't have to be to Kentucky for well, all the sports yeah, any, any fans school, out there. Any any school. School. <laughs> all right. So let's check out our conversation with Jason. And as usual, we asked Jason to start with his best dad joke, and they did not disappoint.
2: Some of these may not be appropriate for church, so we'll just be ready on the buzzer to bleep these out. (laughs) No, it's just one of them. Even better. (laughs) I'm so excited. I got two for you. Uh, Why? Why do the uh, why do bumblebees have sticky hair? I I don't know. They use honeycombs.
0: That's
2: so great. Oh, wow. I know. It's oh, wow. terrible. Yeah. I had another pizza joke, but it was cheesy, so I didn't bring that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and the quick It's fantastic. But the best one is this one. What did the fish say when he hit the wall? I have no idea. Oh, damn. <laughs> Oh,
0: church or no church. That's just funny. That's a good joke. That's That's just a fantastic joke. joke. Yeah, that's good work. All right, now that you've been introduced to Jason's level of humor, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, and kind of what your family looks like today.
2: Okay, well, there's uh, my wife, Nicole, and my daughter, Mackenzie. And Mackenzie is a senior at high school. Um, She was... She came to us as a, as a foster placement uh, back in 2013, I think. I'm trying to remember the exact date. Um, and we we had no other children. And um, Nicole and I got married a little bit later in life. And when we started our marriage journey, we were uh, exploring some options with fertility treatments. And we knew due to some medical issues it was going to be a challenge, but we, were, we really wanted to have kids. And we'd always talked about adoption at some point you know but we're trying to to beat that clock to have biological children and then we attended an adoption seminar here at the church and it was one of the best things we'd ever been a part of it was Mm -hmm. the the presentation was not just about adoption it was about the story of the gospel in the the heart of adoption mm. and it resonated with us to the point where we, we came out of that seminar saying adoption is not our plan B, it's our plan A, because that's God's plan. Mm. God's plan for us was adoption from the beginning. And so we uh, started process to get home study approval and we, were, we attempted a, a Ukrainian adoption, it took us two and a half years to get everything ready. Got a lot of money together and it was a colossal failure. Just a huge kick in the teeth. Came home empty handed and. uh, Oh, wow. So
0: you guys traveled to Ukraine and everything. All the way. (laughs) All the
2: way. Walking around Kiev with uh, $10,000 in cash on our person. Imagine doing that now. Uh, But yeah, we were in country, talked to the (laughs) officials, and uh, it was horrible. Just a horrible experience. Came home, had to. Tell that story everywhere because we had everybody backing us, you know. Yeah. So we show up at church, and people are like, what happened? Yeah. Never, you know, don't ask. And uh, regrouped for six months contacted the same folks that put on the adoption seminar, and we said, you know, what can you show us in a local child? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can you show us <laughs> in a local child? And and before you
1: keep going, I do want to ask, when, when you knew that things were not working, and you still had the $10,000 in cash in your pocket, like, I'm just thinking of myself here with $10,000 in cash in my pocket, and I know that I'm not going to gonna pay for this adoption, like, do you, is your home, like, filled with those, like, nesting dolls? Like, did, did you
2: just buy ridiculous stuff? We, we wanted nothing to do with Ukraine. Okay, <laughs> we, right. we wanted out of there. You it, no, out. Like should no have Did you memories. buy the entire gate Cinnabon or something yeah, like right. that?
1: Like, yes, give me every cinnamon roll you have. That was on the agenda yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just my standard flying activity, yeah. yeah.
2: No, but we, we got in touch with some great folks in uh, DCS who trained us to be foster parents. And uh, this is not what we had originally planned, but here we go. And uh, was we were pleasantly surprised by the training, the people, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it uh, on a podcast promoting foster uh, and adoption, but you know, there's a stigma out there about foster parents and foster kids. And I thought, man, what are we doing getting involved in this? And yeah. instead it's gr- great quality people. The training is applicable no matter what stage of parenting you're in, yeah. And so uh, we we came out of there uh, feeling like okay, we got our you know seal of approval. Give me a kid, and uh, <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened for like a solid year. And we were you register for children, and you send in your information, and you're trying to get um, an, an interview or even some kind of callback. It's it's such a, a weird process for people who haven't done it. And we were getting nothing.
0: Because we so, you guys were going into it with the intent to, like, for an adoptive placement yes. out of foster care. Yes, good so, good, yeah.
2: good, point. We we knew we wanted to adopt. And so we were looking for those placements that were going to be probably adoption. And uh, we got nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we were at the point I was about ready to give it up. You know, I was, I was like, well, I guess this wasn't meant to be. And I was pretty, you know, pouty and feeling sorry for myself. And then... Our original DCS trainer who had moved offices contacts us and says, I know you're looking for a child in this range, which was younger than the girl she had, but I have a girl that is a perfect fit for your family because she knew us. She knew the girl. And so that was McKenzie. And mm-hmm. the next Friday, Nicole has lunch with her. The Friday after that, McKenzie comes and spends the weekend with us. She spends every other weekend with us for... Uh, maybe two months and then she moves in and uh, she's our foster placement and it is hand in glove. I mean, of course we have issues like you do with any child, but um, there was none of this trouble with us uh, seeing emotional outbursts or no acting out. She was a good kid right from the beginning and she loved our family and our extended family. Hmm. It was like uh, we had a bunch of nieces and she came in and fit into that extended family, and it's like, well, this is easy. What's the big deal, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And and it, it took us a while to to get through the legal ramifications to get the adoption finalized, but it was all in all leading up to that a great experience, you yeah. know. And um, it's
1: nice to hear that because I've done I've done some training. Me and my wife do some training to to help folks open up their home to be foster parents. And we always tell folks in the training, like, you're going to go through this home study and you're going to answer all these questions. And they don't care when you say you only want this certain age range and whatnot. But <laughs> I, I don't think I do a good enough job and listen to this. I felt bad because I was like, you know, I, I keep saying that they don't care what you say for the age range. They're going to call you with kids. Uh. But it also works out, like, so many times that it's like, hey, this is outside of your range, but this would be a good fit. Because they actually care. Yeah, they they do. They they do care about making sure that the kids go someplace where they think they're going to fit. Exactly. So when
0: they call you, it's not just because they don't care what you say. It's because they (laughs) they actually care about you and the children. Yeah. And the more they can get to know you Mm -hmm. and the people that you are, the more they can make a fit that's not just about the age or the gender of the child, but the actual, like... Personality mix. Exactly. Kind of right. Those kind That's of That's
2: exactly the cool. what our DCS worker... Okay, we got
0: to do a quick acronym check because we okay. said DCS. Sorry. So DCS, for those folks who don't know, is Department of Child Services in Indiana, where yeah. Jason and Nicole adopted. But for those of you who are new, welcome to the acronym mix
1: that <laughs> is foster care. <laughs> if soup. you're playing along at home, please feel
2: free
0: to not,
1: to mark off DCS, DCS if you have that on your acronym bingo card.
2: <laughs> but she knew us really well. She it's was great. in the position where she was training the parents in her new role, she was working closer with the children, mm. and so she was in a great position to do the match. And yeah. uh, we were—I mean, it's a God thing. I—I I, I really have no doubt God brought us together. And if you—if you knew our family and what we were going through, and if you know Mackenzie's family and where she was at, it was perfect timing, perfect match. Doesn't mean life has been perfect, <laughs> you know, but it is—it's a—it was a God thing, and we feel. Thankful to God that he brought us together.
0: Yeah. Uh, so how old was Mackenzie when she came home to you guys?
2: She was almost 12. Okay. She was uh, really uh, late 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
0: what are those first couple of weeks, first couple of days? Because you guys hadn't been parents at this point. No. And it's like, here's a here's a 12-year-old. <laughs> you jumped into middle school
1: as parenting? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well done. <laughs> yeah. well, You're like a rock the jury's star. out on that one. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you... Uh, at first, I'm a Kentucky fan, and I made the joke. I said, this is going to be a John Calipari recruiting visit. We are going to hit this girl with everything. <laughs> you know, she comes in. We're at Justice. We're at the nail salon. we're You know, it's like, what can you, you know, yeah. what's it going to take to put your name on this line today? <laughs> <laughs> and so the first couple of visits are great because we're pouring on the charm, yeah. you know. Um, and then it becomes normal. There's always that point where she's in the room and you're in the room and there's no exciting thing to talk about and they're just quiet with each other. And at first that's awkward, and then you realize that's 90% of the family time. (laughs) You know, it's not like you have anything exciting to say. Uh, So we adapted to to normalcy. When she moved in, it was a challenge for her. She has her own life and uh, left her school, left her friends, left her family that she really enjoyed she finally hit her stride in a foster home she'd been in five others before this one and now she's in one that she really liked And she has to leave it for our family Mm. and so it takes some guts on her part Mm -hmm. you know because this is she's been through the ringer and why would i leave the sure thing to go to the maybe thing but she did it and um it's it was. It was, it's been great. We have not had a lot of the problems that other people have. Um, yeah, she's in middle school. Yeah, she's uh, learning how to navigate new relationships. She was in a tiny school. We're in more of a city setting, and now she's in a big school with a lot of kids and several uh, teachers where she had one teacher before. So she's got all these different changes that she's got to navigate. You know, um, but it, it it was exciting. We we didn't know how to parent. Um, I think for us, the challenge that we didn't expect was the strain on our marriage uh, mm-hmm. because we, we've not parented, and we think we're on the same page because we've taught youth group, and we've taught middle school youth group, and we can do a one-hour class, but that's not parenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm more of the let's give her whatever she wants you know, I'm, <laughs> let's make daddy's oh, little we, girl. We heard you're like Calipari. You have <laughs> yeah, told us that. Yeah. yeah so. It's yeah. like, and she is more of, uh, Nicole is, hey, we want to raise uh, a good person who doesn't expect <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really not like be it. the goal. <laughs> she wants to it. raise
1: this like well rounded, responsible <laughs> human being. And I'm like, let's spoil it. Let's spoil it rotten. rotten yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> If you want to adopt someone else, I'm on hey. the table. Okay,
2: so. So we all we all have a cross to bear, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we and so suddenly we're having conflicts, and this mm-hmm. is a more like six months to a year in, where she and I are at odds, and now and this is so hard for people who have children and have brought them up from infancy to understand, but there's a third person in the home who is involved in negotiations, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and so the, it's like having 100 senators, and now you have 120.
0: Yeah.
2: And all of a sudden, these little political alliances form and things about, oh, we're going here for dinner tonight. Wait a minute. This used to be a conversation you and I had. Now, you are i I'm getting outvoted all of a sudden. You have decided that? We don't want to go there for vacation. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You know, <laughs> what happened to my representation? And it, no vacation without representation. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's in the Constitution. Okay. And that works itself out in your marriage. And I remember thinking on the home studies. Yeah, our marriage is solid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got this, but it's a new layer of stress that uh, that you're not ready for, and you don't really know. You can't take the training and say, "Okay, I'm ready for it." You got to live it. Yeah. You got to experience it. You got to work out that parental no- negotiation strategy. You got to get on the same page, and then marriage comes first. And now, one of the things we take pride in is, you know, when McKenzie does the I'll ask mom, I'll ask dad, and go with the answer I like best approach, we always give the same answer. And she'll even complain and say, oh, I knew you guys would be on each other's <laughs> side. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yes, we are the voting block. <laughs> you, you are in the minority party. <laughs> we control this.
1: Your motion will not
2: come up for vote.
1: Wow. So, wow. That's well done. Like, cause yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, like, but suddenly there's additional voices and there's other people involved, and and they are, like the kids, they learn stuff, they figure stuff out, and they're, they're like little velociraptors, like we've all <laughs> seen Jurassic Park, we know how this works, and I'm, even when, at least this is my experience, even when I feel like, yeah, we're, we've got this like marriage thing down, up until literally yesterday, I would have said, like, oh yeah, we are in probably the best place we've ever had. <laughs> And then last night, there was an incident in the middle of the night with one of the kids that was doing a thing. It doesn't matter. Huh. But at midnight, me and my wife are arguing with each other. And the kid's back in, in his bed. He's back yeah, in his everything's room. Resolved, everything's fine. He's, he's yeah. asleep. And so we're going to fight for an hour. <laughs> and at one point, we finally look at each other like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Just, like, it, it just didn't make sense. So it's Great. a lesson you continue to learn. Yes. Yeah. No doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that added stress level that you talk about that it brings brings up more. Brings more tension in, yes. and then you're trying to sort it out in different places that you haven't had to do it before. That's really, that's really. And they don't care
1: that you figured it out. They, <laughs> they they then change what the stressor is. They just well, keep
0: growing and adapting and changing. And it's <laughs> so annoying, isn't, it's, isn't it? It's so complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> when you guys got involved in, in fostering and adopting FC, you talked about the training. You talked about kind of getting in there, but now now you have this odd experience, right? Of we've decided to foster and now we've got a 12 year old in our home that's its own unique thing so how did you guys find some sense of like who do we ask questions to right? Yeah. because your your standard friend you're even your even a, even a relative like a, a brother or sister or something they've parented very differently right and so exactly that, right that issue of of kind of who are you who are you going to for for help and support in those times
2: so th- that was one of our biggest biggest evolutions because in the beginning you're told in training hey get yourself a support group get yourself some good friends that can walk with you during this journey and in my mind I'm going yeah check got that we got great extended family some of the best parents I know our, our brothers and sisters that will be aunts and uncles to this young lady, yeah. we're golden, right? Yeah. But guess what? The way they parent doesn't work for us. And, you know, early on, we were getting tips and advice. You know, you need to nip that in the bud, Jason. If you don't control that behavior now, she's going to run all over you. You're, you're letting this thing uh, get away from you. And see, uh, we, we at that point didn't have a great network of foster and adoptive parents who've been through the the journey and so we tried their strategies and things got worse before they got better yeah. and and the reality is they can use techniques that we can't because our number one objection is connection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this this is something I had to learn the hard way i understand you're raising a disciplined you know, resilient child that you're trying to bring into the world with confidence. And I get that for those bio parents, I've got to connect with this girl. And yeah. so that means if we're out somewhere and she's having a meltdown, I might let her have the meltdown because I don't see it as an opportunity for discipline. I see it as an opportunity for connection. Hmm. What's driving that meltdown? Tell me more. Tell me more. What's going on? And now I can, do, you know, build a stronger Relationship and connection with her, even if we're in Walmart and everybody's staring at us. And yeah. the the typical parent is like, "My kids won't behave that way." I, you know, my kid might, and if I end up con- more connected as a result, I'm willing to take that risk, yeah. right? And one of the, one of
0: the reasons your kids won't behave that way is because they're already connected and attached to you. Yes, as a biological yeah. parent. Right? Exactly. That's The thing you 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 don't have that guarantee uh-uh. with this with your daughter, and so you've got to build it.
1: And you mentioned uh, extended family and whatnot. Did you did you have any of your extended family or folks, that, that your relatives that you were closest to, that as you grew and you matured and that you understood more, did they ever start? Did they ever quit giving you advice and start listening to you and then give you, oh man, I don't know how you do this? <laughs> did you ever get to that point?
2: Uh, not yet. Uh, no. no, <laughs> no I, we so have. Keep going because like, that's,
1: <laughs> I I knew that I was in a completely different ball game and it was a, it was it was a few years ago that I was talking to my mom and she was like, I don't know how you're going to handle this. And I was like, well, okay. I've, you're raising your kids like, a lot better that. than yeah. I raised you. right? Oh <laughs> it, it wasn't even that. She's just like, I, I don't know how to deal with what you've got, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are on a different league. Well, so yeah.
2: Well, I, I know they are great parents and they have great tips for dealing with their kids and their kids are incredible kids. So is McKenzie in a different way. Mm-hmm. and. And so we've, we have grown in that. And one of the best things is getting connected with a group and you know, that it's helped us so much to know that some event will happen and we'll write it down and we're like, when we're in group, we're going to ask that lady who has a kid our age, who's been through the same thing. How did you handle this? Even knowing someone else is with you helps, but the strategies and techniques uh, are different. And you, yeah. you've gotta be in the game. You gotta be in the game with other people who are in the game to to succeed in this.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean I think community becomes a big part of it. Yeah. Um, that like you can and I think too, a lot of it a lot of it too is the translation of you can go through a lot of training and you can read a lot of books and then when you actually get into the situation it's it's the application that becomes difficult without somebody else kind of speaking into or kind of yeah. sharing some thoughts of like that that's the moment that they were talking about in training that you were like, Ah, that won't happen in our house. You <laughs> are like, Nope. Guess what it did. <laughs> and and, and so, it's gonna happen again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I know, I mean, I think that's really good. I think what what are what are some things you would say, just in general, you feel like you've learned in this journey? Uh, So community, obviously, is a big one. But would you say, hey, um, that sense of I've kind of thought this through now and this is kind of something I've learned?
2: Well, we're in a position to encourage a lot of people uh, to pursue adoption or foster care. And I relish that position because it's near and dear to our heart, especially foster care, the more we've learned about it. The more we learn about these children who are thrust into situations they don't want to be in, we really develop a heart for them, and uh, it—you know—it's hard not to cry when you know the individual stories of these kids, and you know they're just waiting for any kind of normalcy and stability in their life. So I am a big advocate for foster uh, kids. Saying that, the first piece of advice I give to everyone is count the cost mm. and know what you're getting into, and it's it. Uh, it's a painful journey. It's a rewarding journey. It's a painful journey, and uh, I think some people come into this with the best of intentions. And the joke I use is they've they've seen a movie like The Blind Side, and they're like, "Yeah, give me one of those first round draft picks. I'm ready to yeah. to do this." And they they <laughs> the movies glamorize it a little bit, and uh, you know, there's good moments along the way, but you're asking to be a part of a child's life, who's had an extreme amount of trauma and is in a messy situation. They're not able to communicate yet what they're feeling. They don't even know what they're going through. And even if they could, it's too big for you. Yeah. So you're ready to step into that, are you? And you you gotta count the cost. And you may be an advocate for adoption. You may be an advocate for foster care. You may be able to help and support in many ways, but if you're gonna take on that journey, and welcome that child into your home, you've got to count the cost and say, this is why I'm doing it. And your why can't be about yourself. Hmm. I've I've always loved kids. I can't wait to give back. Sorry, you're not gonna cut it. You know, we, we feel like we're a good couple and something's missing in our home and we have love to share. You know what, if your why is about you, you're setting yourself and this child up for failure. Your why and speaking to the Christian community it's got to be centered in Christ. It's got to begin and end with Christ if you're really going to do this. I'll give you a, you know one example that I think illustrates because it just happened last night. Uh you know our our daughter comes in and says, "Look, they've asked me to do this leadership thing at church and it's going to involve me leading uh, a lot of middle school kids and I'm excited and I want to do it." And we say that's great did you know there's a pandemic on right now (laughs) what's the situation how many kids what kind of environment you know the questions start coming out of us that upsets her and she says you know you guys don't let me do anything this is for church i'm trying you know she plays the the church (laughs) card jesus card Yeah, yeah you know can't you can't you let me do this and we say don't you know about the health concerns and the, the risk that it could put the whole family at. This is, uh, you know, a, a real big health issue. And she says, well, it's really yeah. only a risk for you. and points to me, Nicole, it's not really a risk for me. Mm-hmm. And put the health stuff aside, what hurts at that moment is the exclusion, the rejection, the thought that I've poured seven years of my life into yours, sacrificed, given up everything that I could think of, to make your life better. And even right now, I'm acting on your behalf, trying to ensure you're healthy, you know, and you take this moment to reject me and it, it devastates you. And at that moment, the <laughs> the enemy is in your ear, whispering all sorts of accusations at her, at you, at the whole adoption and foster process. You're just, you're overwhelmed at that moment. What are you going to go to You know, the makers of the movie that got you into the training are not there. (laughs) You're going to have to have something deep inside of you that says, you know what, it's worth it. And for Nicole and me, that's Christ. And so when we're praying about it, we start to explore, wow, Jesus has been here. Jesus has felt this rejection. Mm -hmm. You know, we think of the crucifixion and the pain, the physical pain that he endured. We often neglect that emotional rejection of the people he's dying for, jeering and mocking him as he's on the cross, not being able to be with his people that love him, the the even the the father turning his back on him. He knows what it's like to feel completely isolated and alone. And when we focus our attention on Christ and say, "Wow, this is just another way to to learn more about the depth of love that Jesus had for us because Unlike us, Jesus had the power to end that situation with yeah. a snap, but he chose to endure it to establish that relationship and connection with us. That's what's going to drive us to get up this morning and have breakfast with Mackenzie, to talk to her, and rebuild that relationship and not hold a grudge. Yeah. And you got to have that, especially in adoption and foster care, really in parenting in general. But it, you know, it, when you get into these relationships where – someone has the ability to say uh, you know what this is not working out this foster placement so i think maybe i want to pull back you want to make sure your why is in order before you you go down that road yeah mm. wow
0: yeah i mean i think I, I think it's another way of seeing like in you know in, in galatians it talks about how uh, Jesus comes to die for us in order to adopt us into yeah. God's family, right? And so, adoption is definitely at the heart of God. But the reality is, is that something has to happen in order for that adoption to happen. Like Jesus has to come, get in our mess, and do some really hard things in order for that to happen. And I think that's what you're talking about. Is like it's this same moment of like I have to I have to be willing to do the hard things, not just accept the. The adoption yeah. and like hope for the best and oh it's all resolved at the end it's like no it's it's getting in the muck and mire and the mess That's good. of of what what this is gonna look like and then recognizing that like I'm gonna just sometimes I'm just gonna have to just take it mm-hmm. and just like know that like this wasn't fun today <laughs> and this yeah. that wasn't like a great parenting moment and like she didn't like you know it wasn't all rainbows and sunri- sun- sunrises you know yeah. it, but it was yeah. what it was like it was the depth of that's still what we're kind of called to yeah as parents.
2: because in the end know. it's worth it yeah those episodes of suffering build build something in you and together with your with your child that in the end it's worth it and uh so you just have to have that perseverance but you do, you won't have it if you haven't gathered yourself and your spouse and said this is worth doing, let's get our our heads right before we even step in. It's really good. It's really
1: good. I could listen to that story. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm seriously. That's like I'm just sitting here. Like I have nothing funny to add. I have no. Like just yeah, <laughs> well, you're right. Like, this is all wonderful, and, and I need to listen to this on repeat every morning yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I'm,
0: or maybe on your way home. Maybe on the that's way a home. good. That's a good. On the way home is probably better. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. It's just a fad. Listen to us on your way home. <laughs> on repeat. On repeat a couple times. All right. And By us, we, we mean Jason. We mean <laughs> Jason. <laughs> we didn't really
1: offer a lot. Yeah. Jason, yeah. I'm, Jason I'm like, he's got so it. much wisdom. <laughs> I didn't know we were bringing in ringers. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: All right, with Jason's wise wisdom, I I think we still have to end it as we normally do on just a good little note with some (laughs) some dad jokes because, I mean, we can't leave you with just such good wisdom. We've got to leave you with something you can really use tonight. and On your drive home, you've got some good inspiration. You're going to go in and parent hard, but you also need a good joke to tell your kids when you get there that makes them roll their eyes and realize... I'm still your dad. Yeah,
1: it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, and this is kind of from the the foster world. Like, I don't know if everybody realizes that, but when you when you, when you adopt a child out of foster care, um, you actually have the ability to. It changes the birth certificate all the way back to like it, it changes the original birth certificate, and you can actually modify the name. Some kids change their entire name, and so when we were adopting our daughters, my wife was like, "You're not." making any of our daughter's names some kind of stupid ridiculous name (laughs) otherwise I will leave you I will leave you if you make our daughter's name stupid so I caught her bluff
2: (laughs) how's your new wife working out
1: (laughs) that was a long it's a long setup for a a dad joke I know (laughs) it's conversational that's why it's great it's so good that's
0: so good I have a pretty simple one, but I think it's good. What do you call an alligator in a vest?
1: Oh, I know this. Can I do say it? You know this? It? Yeah, you could say An it investigator. Got... <laughs> an investigator is right. That's so oh, that's good. So wonderful. That's so awesome. I love yeah. that one. I just found this out earlier. This is kind of also from news, but did you know that when Miley Cyrus tours, that when she goes to Europe, she actually has to change her name? She, too. It's, one of, it's another name, Jeff. Another name thing. She has to change her name.
0: What does she have to change her name to? Uh,
1: kilometery Cyrus. <laughs> it's <laughs> a metric joke. <laughs>
0: <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> for our European listeners, that was a great joke for you. Uh, yeah. For the <laughs> for the Americans, you're like, what do you mean? I don't mean miles. What do you mean <laughs> kilometers? Yeah,
1: I love yeah. it. I don't like what do you it mean either. Kilometers. <laughs> uh, I. But all of her songs last longer.
0: You know. I'm... <laughs> I really have. I've been dealing with some problems recently, Greg. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, basically been addicted to the Hokey Pokey. Yeah. Yeah. And what? then I turned myself around.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud by myself in my office <laughs> earlier today at that joke. All right. I think that's all of the horrificness that we've got. Yeah. For today. I think that's enough. That's that's
0: enough dad jokes for today. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Just a Fad podcast today. Whether you're just getting started or have been on the foster or adoption journey for years, we hope that you got something encouraging or inspiring from our conversation. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, and we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at justafadpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you want us to talk about, share a dad win from your family, or just send us a dad joke. You can really tell that we like dad jokes. Special thanks to our intrepid sound engineer, Chris Millett, who made sure that we don't just sound like Ricky Bobby with a podcast here. And until next time, this is just a fat